0: and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecaven.com We're looking back on... Uh Somewhat disappointing result up in Oma against Tyrone. We'll also be uh, we'll be speaking with Mickey Hart, with uh, Kian Mackey and with Matty McLean, the Cavan manager who we caught up with after the game and we'll also be previewing the Ulster under-21 quarter final, which is on this Wednesday night in Brewster Park. Cavan taking on for Manor in the opening round. Delighted to be joined in studio by the sports editor of the anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick who was up in Oma yesterday with us. Paul, it was... I suppose it was it was Jacqueline Hyde it was great and there was there was they're not so great
1: Yeah I liked your use of somewhat disappointing I'd hate to hear very <laughs> what's very disappointing for you Dave Yeah, yeah. Well, No look no in fairness the first half was was brilliant like you know let's let's call a spade a spade the first half was fantastic like the best first half of football they've put in in a long time I think Kevin like really you couldn't fault any aspect of the first half performance bar the concession of of probably needless freeze. There could, yeah. could have been a little bit more discipline in the, ta- in the tackle. That's what kept Calvin in the game, and or Tyrone in the game, and ultimately that's what cost Calvin the game.
0: Th- there was a very strong wind out there as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard that thrown at it. I was on pitch and I didn't think it was very strong. I thought there was a wind, or a breeze, I'd actually call it. I didn't think it was very strong. Well, Mickey Hart, uh, you'll hear from him later on,
1: said it was very strong and. Actually, I'm not sure if that was in that clip, but he did say that. But Kea said that he was very surprised when he came on at how strong it was. Okay. And we we saw one stage it was it was going towards the the hill, uh, you know, uh, towards our commentary position opposite the stand. And I saw one stage where a cabin man kicked a a free and it went straight to sail over the head of another Cavan player, like and it picked up speed. I thought I thought it was strong enough. Now, in fairness, but look, it it wasn't one of these gales that that's a ten point swing. Definitely no. not. No, but. Like, as I said The first half was brilliant Second half Cavan were all at sea Nobody picked up Mark Bradley When he came on Jason McLaughlin went off Around the time that Bradley came on Sean Cavanagh was going to the middle And Rory Dunne was following Sean Cavanagh Suddenly they were all at sea And you couldn't see Who was picking up um, Mark Bradley Like, I think Niall Clerken Or Darren McFeed, he, um Ended up Ended up picking with him up With the
0: responsibility Even though they were both Coming back as
1: sweepers Yeah so Bradley picked off three points And Tyrone always reminded me of of Cavan Gales and their pomp, there's there's a swagger about Tyrone, and when they get in top, of you, they would beat you by fifteen, just as easy as beat you by five. And that has been the way with Tyrone always under Mickey Hart. And I mean, it's horrible when you're on you're on the receiving end. But if that game had went on another fifteen minutes, the other even, did add on another seven, eight, nine points, mm. because when Tyrone get in top, they put their foot on your throat and they don't let let it up. And we saw that last year as well um, in the championship. So very disappointing. I said to you earlier on, Damien, um, it's a pity that the. The halves weren't reversed that if Cavan yeah. hadn't played terribly in the first half and brilliantly in the second half, you'd be coming out of it a little bit more positive but look at um overall I, you know it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to evaluate it overall. I think there were positives they haven't forgotten how to play
0: football like they they were a good team last year, yeah, they're and they showed g- they showed team. in the first half that they can play. With the best teams in the country, and and although Tyrone mightn't be at the level of, of Dublin, or you know, well they they showed in the league that they're not too far off. In fairness to them, but they're they are in the top four. I don't think there's any argument there that they're they're in the top four. They they have a little bit of a gap between them and the the rest of the maybe the Monahans or the the Donegal's. I think Tyrone are slightly ahead of that. So. You know, Calvin showed in that first half that they still have the footballers, even missing all that we're missing, and we've spoken about that before. So we're not going to go back to it. But taking the injuries of Shawnee Johnston, Park Faulkner, the suspension of Killian Clark, you know, we were well below par with with you know what's available to Calvin currently.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. Calvin were missing Calvin were missing a lot, whereas Taron had probably had were closer to full strength than we were. I definitely would agree with that, but. That's the hand And like, we're not going to go back Into the players that aren't there No The fellas who aren't on the panel Aren't on the panel That's it That's the hand that Kevin have been dealt
0: But the panel that is there We were weakened It was a weakened You know as in The players that were missing Weakened What we have
1: Yeah Well Of the panel that's there at the minute Like James McEnroe has played no football Yet this year I'm not saying James McEnroe In there uh, Yesterday Was going to win Cavan the game But he has a bit of presence And He 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 Would offer something you know, those four or five players were, that could have been in there. Park Faulkner only was injured. Sean Johnson was injured. Killian Tark was suspended. It makes a difference. These fellows are on the panel for a reason. Mm. They're the, among the better players. They're they're experienced. I don't know what they're about, but look at <laughs> it's it's a tough one to to admit, but. Cavan haven't won a tight game in a long time I, I think you have to go back to the Galway game in the National League in 2015 for the last time Cavan won a close game now they, they won games in the league last year are, are are we using the fact that they won games well as a rod to beat them it's like oh what did you're honest to beat Fermanagh by a point in the league last year instead of six points no I'm not saying that but you know they're free home in a lot of those games there were seven points down against Mead so you can't get tighter than that in terms of they were up against it Mm. at half time but they did freewheel home in that game and won it by 7-8 points something like that up in the oven. and they won the rest of their games comfortably the leash game they kept them at arm's length the whole game Galway the same they won twelve to 9 points against Fermanagh um, so they, they did they did kind of um, win all those games with a, with a bit to spare last year but when it's really put up to Cavan in the last couple of years I think Cavan have been the ones that have blinked first. and it's not like it's happened once or twice I can't remember the last time Cavan won a game by a point yeah, you know I can't honestly can't remember. It's a, it must be a long time ago at this stage. Whereas we've lost a lot of big games by by. Okay, we lost by seven yesterday, but we were four points up at half time. We were in a winning position there. Like for some reason, Cavanaugh aren't closing out these games.
0: The Monaghan game this year is the best example of that. By far, the better team, and yet Monaghan get a draw out of it. Like the that probably is a really a good point you make that when the game seems to be close. You take the drawn game against Tyrone last year, close. We came back into it all right, and fairness the boys showed bottle in that. But <laughs> any of the, any of the close games, we 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 appear to be losing. Derry in the championship last year, it was close, but we lost. You know, it it it, it seems to be something there, all right. That a, a real tight game, as you say, we we appear to blink first. But I don't want actually. We'll, we're going to try and keep it as positive as we can because I, I do think there was shoots of hope from yesterday I really think that I thought Rory Dunn was excellent I thought he'd done a really good job in Sean Cavanagh I thought Martin Riley had a brilliant game I thought Conor Madden showed real quality I thought Conor Minas kicking was excellent so there was a lot of positives in it
1: Yeah I agree with every every point you made made there I thought Rory had his best game since he came back from his bad injury that he got in the summer of 2015 I thought he had a great game it was horses for courses he had a very good game um, on Cavanagh and he's not he's well able to mark him. Um, you mentioned Conor minor I thought I've, I'm a fan of Conor Mina in terms of um, he uses the ball brilliantly. He plays a quarterback role. Yeah, um, he's not a man marker. Like he's not the fastest. I don't think he. he I think he'd probably admit to himself that he's not. He's no speed freak. But if if you can afford to play him in a free role at the back, get him on plenty of handy ball and let him create something. His, his use of the ball is excellent, and he can drive forward. He did make a couple of good interceptions. The last day, but if like Calvin supporters are looking for a Bernard Morris uh, style centre half back, and he's but not that. That day is gone. That day is gone. You don't you don't have a big stopper like that anymore. That that can just block up the centre. Like that that day is gone. So people are suspicious sometimes of a ball playing defender. But I think there is a place for Mina uh, there at six. But he's not going to play the traditional centre half role, and he shouldn't be expected to if because that's not his strength.
0: No, well you work to your strengths, not your. Not your weakness
1: exactly, and the other man you mentioned, maj- oh, Martin Riley, fantastic, brilliant. But well, I am a huge fan of his anyway. I think he's, think he's a brilliant, really yeah. brilliant footballer, like top intercounty player in my opinion.
0: One player I didn't mention but showed a first half of absolute brilliance was Garrod McCann, and won four, two, 2 frees, one one from open play. You know, one of the points where he got the ball in the middle toward the field and just accelerated away from Sean Cavanagh. I don't know was it McNulty or or Colin it was the other side of him, but he he showed glimpses of getting back to top form. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he, he's.
1: I think he is the best footballer in Cavan. Like, I think if you if you took a straw poll of one hundred Cavan fans, like I think I'm a, I definitely over fifty of them would would, would name George McCarran as their as the best footballer in the county. I think he does have. He's the one man that that could elevate himself to the to the really top tier of county players like I think if Kevin had of um, went on a good run the qualifiers last year which they should have but we've talked about that enough mm. but I think he, I think George probably would have got an all star he was an all star form last year yeah um, he was absolutely brilliant in the league and uh, like in, that, in the first half he he showed it there was one stage where he he was turned over and. Uh, it was a bad turnover. He got caught in possession, but he took off sprinting right back and he ended up back on the line and stopped the shot from Sean Kavanaugh, right. which was really That's heroic right. stuff. And uh, Brenda Crossett from Irish News, who's a very good judge of football, was behind us and he turned around and it says says to some of the, the other reporters, Was that was that McKernan? And um we said yeah and he goes, Jesus, he's having some game and so he was. Mm-hmm. Actually I think that might have been actually early in the second half. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but
0: It was within the second yeah, half. It yeah, it was yeah. early in
1: the second yeah. half, yeah, it was. But last 20 minutes the wheels come off and that begs... Oh sorry, just to go back to the players you mentioned The Conor Madden definitely deserves a mention mm. he's added a new dimension there he's definitely been in Cavan's top 5 players in the league which is yep. a great achievement for his first year um, but you'd have to look at the Dublin game we were in the game in the first half very much so the Monaghan game ok, fair enough we we came back from 2 points down to get a draw at the, the, the um, Donegal game we were in the game in the first half and the Tyrone game, so it's three three games out of four we've collapsed in the second half, especially in the last fifteen minutes. Uh, Matty McLean was asked the question, "Is it fitness?" and he said, "No, it's not fitness. It's all these fundamental mistakes." I would put forward that they're linked. If you're fit, if you're if you're gassed, you're going to make more mistakes. Maki, uh, as you'll hear, was asked uh, uh, was it fitness, and he says no. Cavanagh's as fit as anyone. Well, but just when
0: you mention Ki, and we, we we'll play the interview with Maki here because he does that that point is discussed about fitness. Uh,
2: a Bit disappointing now for the second half. There we we couldn't get a foothold around around the middle of the field, and, and we kind of ran ourselves into into cul de sacs and got turned over and played into their hands. But uh, first thirty five minutes, first maybe forty minutes of the game, we were. I thought we were very, very good, you know, and we put them to the pin of their collar, but it's maybe just continuing on, and that's might get away with that in Division Two. But Division One, if you don't play for 70 minutes, you know that's what can happen. But uh, we learn; it's a learning curve, so hopefully it'll get better now in the coming weeks. It's uh,
0: it's looking pretty grim in terms of relegation, but I suppose when you there's still still matches to go, like and you, and
3: you can't turn it around.
2: Ah, like there's three matches to go, and and we're looking to get six points. You know, you look to get two points out of every match. And, Okay, we're not going to go into any game thinking we're not going to win we're going to every game thinking we're going to win and and the mentality is right to, to 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 get the win you know so if we can uh, if we can extend that 35 minute 35 40 minutes to sixty minutes now the next day we have a better chance of coming away with two points.
0: Do you find when you saw a couple of points at like in the psychology of any team when they've something to protect, they seem to set a wee bit back in the start of the second half when you have something to protect and then the R team comes at you or was it the breeze? What what yeah what factors?
2: Uh, the, the breeze was stronger than I actually thought, yeah. now to be fair. And uh like Tyrone only kicked uh, kicked one point from oh. playing the first half, you know, they kicked five or six frees. You know, so that just kept them ticking over. Maybe it was our real discipline and Maybe a few soft ones as well, like but like that's what happens. We got plenty of soft ones too. So you look at if you can't get your freeze and kick them over the bar when you get the chance and keep yourself in the game, and that's we just didn't get the chance to do that in the second
0: half. Division one's unforgiving, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, it is unforgiving. You need it. You need a few bits of luck, you know, to, to stay up. Maybe in your first year, and, and maybe hopefully now in the next three games we get a slice of luck and we might be able to turn things around. But. Look we're improving all the time and like there's a lot of new lads in on the squad and yeah. a lot of boys coming back from injury and you know, all so it's gonna it's all gonna work in our favour in the build up for championship. But, uh, we're gonna just look on to next week to Mayo and, and hopefully we'll be able to go down there and get
1: two points. Keen, do you think um, Kevin was fitness a factor there in the second half did Kevin look to be blowing away a bit for the last 15 or 20 minutes um,
2: I don't think it was fitness you know it was, if you if you can't get your foot hold and keep the ball for a period of time you're chasing the game and no matter how fit you are you're going to be running chasing shadows and, and it seemed like that in the second half we were chasing shadows like all the boys are as fit as anyone you know maybe there's one or two including myself not ma- match practice fit you know and and it was good to get that on board, but when you're chasing the ball the whole time, no matter how fit you are, you're gonna you're gonna be blowing away wee bit. So maybe it's just upstairs we need to keep it in the head and
1: keep the ball a wee bit more, a bit cuter. Do you think Calvin have uh, has the gap widened with Tyrone since last summer when we drew with them and then? Um, the
2: I don't think so. Like we were we were five points off, four or five points up at half time, you know. And if we maybe didn't give away some silly fouls, it could have been more, you know. So if if we had a got two or three handy frees at the start of the second half you know, we would have been with them and then it might have been a different different uh, kettle of fish, you know, but when they were five points up then with a couple of minutes to go, were, the points seemed to go over from everywhere they kicked, you know, and we we were kind of disheartened, you know, but look, we'll, we'll pick ourselves up and we'll have a good week of training and, and hopefully we'll be able to go down and, and get two points the mayo.
0: So that was uh, Key and Mackey. On on the fitness, all right, Paul, like, I know that at, at, at inter-county level, it's considering you've you've a full-time or you know you've a, you've a strength and conditioning coach who's solely there for it i don't think stri- i don't think fitness really can be thrown at these as in physical fitness but i wonder is it is it that when the chips are down the motivation or the ability to run gets you know dampened a wee bit or that you're when, when when Tyrone get a run on you, I don't think it, it's that the legs aren't willing to work. It's it's the mentality. It would it's one of two things. It's either that the mentality wasn't there to work and to run, or the legs weren't there. And I nobody can bar the players themselves can actually say right. Well, listen, it's there. And the management, like the management, would have their stats done on what lads are able to cover. You know the GPS they're using this year. So I can't imagine that fitness is the problem. Yeah,
1: uh, everyone's saying it's not. So you have to take them at the word. But to me, Cavan did look a little bit heavy legged now in the last mm. few minutes. But Mackie, as you heard there, made the point that when you're chasing shadows like that, it's very tiring, uh, which is true. Obviously, that like Cavan would have. It is very tiring when you're when you don't have the ball and you're pressurizing, and pressurizing. It's nearly when you've got the ball in your hand, even if you're covering the same ground, it doesn't. F- mentally, it's probably not as draining. But yeah, I think I think. Um, Maybe it's because a couple of key fellas aren't fully fit because they're coming back from injury. Like Groge McCarran, for example, Key and uh, Mackey there admitted himself that he's not back from fully back to match fitness as well. So maybe it's something like that. I hope it is something like that. Um, yeah. But like then you'd probably have pulled up with a hamstring strain against Donegal. I'm not saying it's fitness, but last year we weren't getting these muscle strains. Maybe this year we are. Like last year, Kevin had a reasonably good run of injuries, but there's been a long injury list this year a lot of them came into the, the new season with a lot of injuries Faulkner's got an injury Johnson's got an injury Niall Murray's just coming Niall back Niall Murray's just coming back. Is just coming back you know you'd hope that that um, these things will clear up I think they will I think this league campaign will stand to them um, they won't have momentum going into the championship but they will have uh the benefit of the experience of playing against the best teams so they might be prepared for to play better teams which in the long run mightn't be any harm one more thing while we're on it Damien I have to say um, I thought I thought Killian Brady got, got a raw deal yesterday I thought he, he, he always seems to be the fall guy I don't think it's good for any player's confidence when they're taking off early in matches and uh, but I some days he has he hasn't had great games. Other days he has had very good games. He was he
0: was having a brilliant game. He was having he, a great he, game. He was, but but I I I'll, I'll throw the other side of it. If Terry Hyland was along the line yesterday, and Killian Brady was taken off, I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelid because we history has shown that you know a yellow card is a dangerous place to have Killian Brady. You know, and and uh, I don't mean that in any. Derogatory term towards him. I think I think Gillian's excellent and he wears his heart in his sleeve. And but it's 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 borderline. We we can't afford to go down. We've shown or you showed uh, in last week's paper that when we go down to fourteen men, we in, invariably lose that game. So you can't afford to go down to fourteen men. Discipline's a problem. So I think that Killian Brady was taken off. I'm, I'm assuming because of the yellow card yesterday.
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, if that's the case, he, he he was involved in a tangle with... You, know, you have to trust your players, right? You're putting a team out to play and you have to trust your players. If you don't trust the fella, I don't know why you have him on the panel. That, Be, that, yeah, let me ju- you, hold on a second. He was involved in a tangle in the first minute of the game with Matty Donnelly. I don't know who the instigator was. Um, Mickey Hart said it was Kayleigh and Brady in the interviews after the game, but both fellas were booked. I didn't see how it started. He had a yellow card. He had a tremendous first half. In Thirty-five minutes, he was all over the place. He was excellent. He never showed any sign that that he was getting he was getting involved in
0: fractious stuff. Around Sorry you know you're wrong there. Down on the on the press area, him and Peter Hart.
1: Yeah, but what happened there was. Uh, he wasn't the aggressor in that situation, and, he, and I, actually, he was the diver <laughs> in that situation. He dived on the ground, but he wasn't the aggressor. He definitely didn't look to me that he was ever in danger of getting a book, and there was never an instant where you went, "Oh, geez, he was lucky not to get ticked there or anything like that." Okay. I thought he was holding his head fairly well. I look, maybe Killian was par- perfectly happy with with, with the status call yesterday, but I just thought that that I, I'm not he was necessarily having a sure game. he would be perfectly happy. I thought it weakened the team. That's the point.
0: I I I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you, but. Going down to fourteen men would have weakened the team as well, and I I know from personal experience as a manager that there are certain players that you want on the field, but you know if they get a card, take them off because there's a very strong possibility that they'll get another one, and and that's that's the decision a manager has to make.
1: That's okay, I respect that, and I'm not a manager, but uh, if that's the case, and seeing as we know Matty McLean and more than any manager I've ever seen. It, it, it likes to take lads off early he's not afraid to take lads off early he took a player off after 14 minutes um, against Tony Gall. he took a fella off earlier than that against Monaghan I think it was Niall McKernan. Mm. so why didn't he take Killian off after 15 minutes if he was on a yellow card because the longer he's on the more chance he'll get a second yellow off that's the logic
0: yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree I'd agree with you on that point alright. But I, I Yes. I, as I say, I'm just <laughs> I I'm assuming that it was because he was on a yellow card that he was taking yeah, off. That, that's yeah. my assumption on it. And I did think he was having an absolutely brilliant game. So did I, in, so in fairness, really playing well.
1: I know they were trying to they obviously brought on Stephen and Murray and Kian and Mackie. They were obviously thinking, We're against the wind here, we'll try and bring on a couple of runners that carry. That, that was on.
0: Niall Murray's first start. So I'd imagine that he, he you know maybe had done everything he'd done. If you're, I, I was just thinking back to Niall Murray, and I thought at the time it, it was slightly harshly taken off, but then I thought just before half-time he gave a couple of loose passes that wouldn't be like him, and that's a sign of fatigue. You know, I, I would say that lack of fitness might have been Niall Murray's. Yeah, for but, off. possibly
1: it was. I thought he was buzzing around the field rightly, but yeah, that's fair enough because he's only back. But yeah. uh, they brought on Stephen Murray and Mackie, obviously to to carry the ball into the wind they are ball carriers but um, I thought it unsettled the team we'd be taking Killian off just wanted to make that point yeah
0: yeah, I'd agree with you uh, but after the game uh, Mickey Brennan caught up with Matty McGleanan and here's what he had to say
4: Matty the old cliche a game of two halves came into play today Cavan awesome in the first half fell apart in the second half
5: yeah no doubt uh, I thought we made very fundamental errors we gave the ball away cheaply. We took the ball into, into contact and we were turned over. And, and Furnace Throne were ruthless in front of the goals. Their shot selection, their scoring. You know, There were six or seven games in the second half. Even the guys come off the bench. They are all ruthless and they just
4: really punished us. And I suppose, to come back to a positive, the first half. 1-8 against a, a, a wonderful Tyrone team in that first half. Calvin playing with swagger, playing with confidence. A wonderful first half to watch.
5: Oh listen, I wouldn't worry too much about the first half A uh, game's never won in the first half it, it takes two halves to do it And Listen, we come out in the second half, we set ourselves up But it just for whatever reason it didn't happen We we just made too many mistakes And you know, it's back to the situation that uh, that's, that's happening every week we, 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 When we're pressurised, when, when we're pushed into contact Then we're turned over And listen, thrown a breakaway situation they got there Are going to be ruthless And in fairness, they took some serious scores The 19 points, uh, they were just The second half, they were they
4: above us well above us we, we scored a, a solitary point in the second half Connor Madden in the seventh minute um, as you mentioned already Tyrone scored 12 points in that second half you had set up defensively the first half the defence was magnificent the second half they just were seemed to be able to take scores at their ease
5: yeah listen the, Tyrone's movement was far, far better in the second half uh, we, we sort of forced a couple of chances to get to get half goal chances in the, in, in the second half they're breaking out but uh, listen it's not good enough listen Trone's Trone's top team that's why they're top team and they've proven it here again today. and you know we have a lot of work to do and that's we're we'll going to have to train harder
4: yeah and uh, mentioning training I suppose a lot of people are saying Cavan looked flat in the second half they looked deflated would you say that was down to fitness or was that just the fact that Tyrone got a, str- a stronghold in the second half
5: oh, listen Trone really practiced has us around this area between from the half halfway line forward and our Fitness is good We're we're, we're, we're in good shape but you can't make these errors we, we, we kicked ball out of a sideline men dropped easy catches you know, we passed the ball took the ball into contact you know, that's, that's not fitness that's not melting fitness that's just making the wrong decisions and we're making the wrong decisions on the football field
4: they didn't do that in the first half so what do you put it down to in the second half because in the first half they barely made a mistake whereas in the second half as you said these like, fundamental uh, errors just kept occurring and occurring
0: well we'll talk about it inside and then we'll sort that one out no problem Abbey. You can tell from that, Paul, that Matty wasn't happy. You know, he's the the. the I suppose the the uh, honeymoon period is over. The, you know, now it's down to the reality of the situation that he's in, and he's, you know, he he. To be honest, and I know it's it's a funny thing. I I, I like the way he finished that interview. I like the way he's listen. We have to sort this out and let me go. You know, I'm. I'm he, he was visibly frustrated. Yeah, and do you know what? he did the same in fairness to him, I, I,
1: I don't envy managers and the same with Maki when he was coming off the pitch Maki got stopped by, by one reporter and I kind of piggybacked on, on that what happens is a player gets isolated it's like these boys in the Serengeti where you, you, all you <laughs> yeah. need is David Attenborough commentating on a player gets isolated and then the the whole herd pounces on him yeah. and just when he gets away Another um, person from the media. The I think Ma- Mikey did three interviews before he hit the dressing room, and ninety nine percent of players and managers are very happy to oblige. And they will be standing there; they're getting stiff, they're so they're freezing cold, and they do it for you anyway. And you have to take your hat off to them. But Matty Molina did a whole several rounds of interviews, and he was probably fed up of it. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't blame him. He wanted to get into the dressing room, but for one of the rounds of interviews I kind of caught was in there with the dictaphone, and he just kind of was talking away, and he was just fed up of it, and he just says. Right, boys, that'll do you. That's kind of how he ended it. And like, like a nigga I kind of says, "Oh, but I just wanted to." And he, he just was like, "That'll do you." And uh, he said, "I'm going to I have to go into this dress room." So, yeah. and I, I was thinking, do you know what? He bared his teeth a little bit because Matty. I, I wrote that last week. I said he's like the the bear in the big blue house, very friendly friendly giant. But we're we're seeing it now that he can bear his teeth. He he didn't use the phrase "man up" when I was talking to him. I don't think he used that exact phrase, but that was his. That was his thing he said, basically, cabin players need to step up, stop making these mistakes and be accountable mm. for, for when they're on the ball and I just thought fair play, to you, um yeah, because the pressure's coming on it's not fun game it's not fun of games and we much as we like it to be it's it's serious enough, enough business enough business when
0: and you're putting in that level of effort as the players are it 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 is it's more important than just fun in games, you yeah. know and they they deserve more reward for it, but they're you know the players have to take a massive amount of responsibility for the situation that they're in as well it's not it's not management you know it's a combination of everything together and the players the players aren't um, exempt from any of the blame here yeah
1: yeah that's it a, the day of I've been happy enough to take part is, is gone now. The, the, yeah without a doubt the, it's time it's time now to, to, that, that Kevin kicked on and got the reward and it's there for them yeah you know, it's there for them like I I honestly think that they showed in the first half yesterday that they can beat an awful lot of teams but but just look you can't doubt their effort but I know what I'm trying to say it's just yeah, it's just, just not clicking we'll yeah. while you
0: try and think about what you're <laughs> trying to say we'll play the interview that you got with uh, the Tyrone manager Mickey Hart after the game we, su- we surprised at
1: how well Cabin played in the first half and how
3: well they, or how they sort of slipped away? <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised how well they played because I knew that they'd been competitive in all of their games. Uh, probably the start out against Dublin was a tough one to start with, but the other games were very competitive. Uh, even the Donegal game, they were more competitive than the scoreline suggested at the end, so I knew that they were capable of putting up a, a decent fight. Um, and I suppose we'd, we'd, we'd met them in January in the McKenna Cup, so we knew how they set up and how they could play. So, no, I wasn't surprised... Uh, but maybe maybe more surprised that they didn't play as well in the second half. But then again, there was a strong breeze there, and uh, we made a few adjustments that seemed to work for us. And that always doesn't happen. You introduce subs from time to time, and sometimes they're very effective, and sometimes they're not. So we, we had a good day with the subs. The people then made a big big impact in the game. And Kevin and, and Tyrone have met now four or five times
1: in the last twelve months. The gap, if anything, the gap seems to be widening. Is there any? Can you give us any crumbs of
3: hope, and Kevin? <laughs> Ah, no, look, at the, each day is a different day. And when um, I mean, they're playing their trade at the top level now and they've been a team on the rise the last number of years, it will take a little bit of time maybe to consolidate that sort of growth, if you like, into a serious, serious senior team. But they have the, the players who have been there and done it at underage and there's enough of them coming together. I think they're in a good place. Um, but again, it takes time to establish yourself in Division 1 and you know we've been there a few times with really good teams and stayed there we've been taken out of it a few times as well and that's the name of the game you know there's very few people stay at the top all the time Yeah so Tyrone going well sitting top of the Division
0: 1 he's, he's a happy man and I suppose you can't blame him you know look at looking at their panel just very very briefly uh, you know they, while they have a lot of players that did five points off the bench from two different players um, that you know there there probably is that little bit more quality, but it's still not the level of quality that was there in the past, as you were pointing out earlier on to me.
1: No, I I've believed that for I've been saying it for about the last two years that, that Tyrone are overrated. Like I I think they probably are in the top four. So
0: well I definitely think they're in the top yeah, four. I, I don't think they're top four that's debatable. But it's it's, it's how the feel, good is the top the, four. The field
1: is pretty meager out there at the minute. Like I, we were talking off air earlier. If you went back through the the history books in the last in the last um, say four or five decades, there's a, there's a certain core of counties that are generally tend to be to be competitive and competing at the business end of the provincial and all Ireland championships. Like let's say you start in in, in Connacht, you've got Mayo and Galway. Generally, are forerunners. Okay, Mayo are strong at the minute, of reaching all Ireland finals. Galway haven't been in Division One in ten years. It's scraped a, a Connacht title last year and were hammered in an all Ireland quarter final. Um, Was common. Have been no impact really in championship in the last couple of years, despite coming up to Division One, the league, and now they're, they're rooted to the bottom of Division One, and there's a lot of doom and gloom. They're not talking to the radio station. You know, things aren't going well. And McSullivan doesn't seem to be uh, Sligo. Th- they're not competing for kind of titles the way they were at all. Ten years ago, they definitely seem mm-hmm. to have slipped back and don't have a whole pile coming on. Leitrim have really slipped off the pace and be rooted in Division Four for years. But like, I'm even, not going go through even, every even, county in no, Ireland. Exactly,
0: but even just the big teams. The, bi- the big take, take t- 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 monster. Kerry are still there and going well.
1: Cork or Cork are as lo- as low as low an ebb as they have been in Donkey's years. Okay, Clare and Tipper come up and are competitive. They're not a threat to win in All Ireland. Yeah, like, realistically take it, take speaking, it into Waterford are as bad as they ever. Were. In 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 Leinster, then look at your big teams. Mead they're as bad as they've been since, since uh, at least well, it, before, Sean two, yeah, before Sean Boylan took over. Yeah, which before Sean Boylan took over, they were at a very low ebb. They're as bad as they've been in, in over thirty years. Clare they down they're in Division Three. Okay, they seem to have good young lads coming up, and they probably are on the rise. And me, they're probably bottomed out now, starting to rise a wee bit as well. But they're still at very low. Web. Awfully yeah. uh, are at extremely low web. They lost by thirty points in the league last year. They're a team that won the Leinster title in ninety seven, won in all Ireland in the eighties, won in all Ireland in the seventies, mm. won in all Ireland in the sixties. Gone, gone, completely gone. Awfully are at a. They are probably their worst ever. Yeah. Um, right. Loud, I mean, they they competed in the Leinster final in two thousand ten. Gone. Not okay. On the way up a bit, maybe but, on the way up, a but bit. not
0: not strong. Even taking into Ulster, down, not, not down,
1: haven't been anyway. this bad. They mean since the fifties, yeah. since their their breakthrough was Ulster, Ulster title win in fifty nine. That's the last time mid fifties down were that bad. Antrim haven't kicked on with their population base. Derry, Derry, brutal. Week, Championship bad. record is brutal.
0: Our mad the lowest have been probably in the last twenty years is is currently. Yeah, you know you're you're dead right, Ca-
1: Cavan, Okay, we're in Division One, but. We, we haven't been winning many big games in Championship and we haven't conti- we've never gone this long in the history of the county without reaching the, of the finals. so it's mm-hmm. hard to say this is a golden era for Cavan there's so many counties that are putting so much effort into it so much money into it and getting no reward It has left it that a team that can be functional organised with a slight sprinkling of quality can, can not only at one time that would have made you competitive now that can make you an All-Ireland contender yeah. without even beating anyone Toronto would be ranked in the top 3 or 4 in the betting and they've beaten nobody in Championship.
0: Before we, before we completely finished the, uh, the talk on Cavan on seniors and, and the Tyrone game, very briefly, I was making the point earlier on that if you were to take everything that's currently in the situation that Cavan are in, that on a league table and you have three games left and the teams that you're playing in those three games are the team below you and the two teams next to you in third from bottom and fourth from bottom it is the ideal opportunity to get yourself out of a relegation position by beating the two teams just directly above you. So, you know, take out the fact that, that, that it's Kerry and Mayo. You'd be looking at it and saying, right, well, look, there's still a chance. There's a damn good chance here. Like, these teams obviously aren't going well in the league. Why, why can't we be optimistic and say, right, well, sure. who cares if it's Kerry and Mayo? They're, they're, they're obviously not that much better than us because they're losing games.
1: Yeah, you, you said that to me earlier, and I thought it was a brilliant point. That's that's a, that's a great point. Like on, on league standings, Cavan have nothing to fear from these teams. They're at the bottom. They're losing to the. They lost to Monaghan, and Cavan drew a Monaghan. So if you're going to strictly yeah. follow follow the the form lines, and we'll have enough of that with Cheltenham this week. But um, we might throw out a tip actually before we're done as well. But uh, yeah, I think if you're going to follow the the form lines like that, like Kevin, have nothing to fear from them. I, I must also make the point that. I think we were saying this before and I, I said this when Calvin got promoted so there's no point saying it's all doom and doom when we go down the National League is a means to an end The, the getting to Division yeah. 1 of the National League is only worth celebrating because it gives you a better chance of competing in the Championship the Championship is where it's at and it doesn't matter if Calvin get relegated well they're going to get relegated now by, by the looks of things barring a massive upset and I think if you back Calvin to win the next three matches you uh, you get, get very healthy odds on it be, it'd be an absolute would. you wouldn't be retiring off it but you'd have a nice lift but I think th- this experience of Division 1 will stand the cabin but th- the main thing is they can't uh, drop the heads they're not going to have any momentum going into the Championship but they are going to have the experience of playing in Division 1 I. I think it will stand to them
4: Yeah, who you spend time with is who you become because whoever you spend time with affects your beliefs and your values and your need for their love, their attention, their significance will affect. If I'm going to play tennis and I play someone worse than I am on a regular basis, I am not going to get better. Right. So you play spe- aggressively. Yeah, no, you do that. <laughs> even, if you play, even if you play terrible, your skill sets are going to grow significantly because of your desire to connect and to play at that level.
3: All right. If you run uh, the 100-yard dash with a, uh, people that can't run as fast as you, yeah, you'll win hands down you know that but if you run with people much faster than you all right yeah you might come in last every single time but your time will be better because they're making you run all the faster they're making they're making you dig down just a little bit more doesn't matter that you won your time is faster and that's what i knew i had to do i had to get out of loserville and throw myself into a place where like this is what the fuck do for a living
5: romar energy Offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.
0: So welcome back to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on com, Paul we're just going to briefly look ahead to the under-21s Cavan taking on Fermanagh in Brewster Park tomorrow evening Wednesday we've got full live coverage here on com from 8 o'clock but Cavan, Fermanagh you, you have to expect that Cavan win
1: haven't seen the, the bookies odds but I imagine Cavan will be red hot favourites Fermanagh have a I've only ever won that grade once, and um, haven't got a haven't got a, a good record at all in recent years. I can't remember the last time they won a game in the Under Twenty One Championship. They do have one lad that we're very familiar with. That's Kea McManus, the joint captain of the Pat's team that won the McCrory two years ago, and like he will be their main their main go-to man. They have a couple of other good players, but Cavan are going to be favourites. I'd like to see a convincing performance from Kevin, Um because they haven't convinced really last year or this year. They've shown in flashes. Some decent stuff, but um, the big worry I have about them last year and this year, I think in about in about ten competitive games, I think about six of them they've conceded two goals or more. A couple of occasions they've conceded four goals, three goals. You know, Hastings Cup final against Offaly two goals in Championship against their own last year, uh, two goals I think against me in the Hastings semi final this year. I'm pretty sure Cavanaugh conceding a, a lot of goals and th- that won't do because you, even against a team like Fermanagh they're at home it's a tight field if if Fermanagh could bag a couple of goals it's going to be very it'll be very interesting but I think cavanagh should win it on paper they have a very strong team and they've worked hard for this so you'd hope they can get their championship aspirations up to, off to a winning start and get a little bit, a bit of momentum but nothing will come easy against Fermanagh even though cavanagh are favourites
0: Yeah you just mentioned the bookies I brought up the, the odds there cavanagh are uh, 1-7 to 1-7 What so price Fermanagh? 9-2 for Fermanagh so it's uh, you know. I Is there a handicap on that, thing, Um I'm not sure, but I um, will try and have a look. But it it just kind of goes to show that that the bookies are looking at it. They do no, There's no handicaps on it at all. Actually, they're just playing the the straight bet. So well,
1: that's re- red hot there. Like you know, mm-hmm. one to seven. Jeez, put that in perspective. Like Taroma were one to four yesterday in the senior. So like. Kevin are red hot there. Anything less than a win there for Kevin would be an absolute catastrophe.
0: Yeah, and the under twenty one is like, there, there is enough talent in this under twenty one group to to really to have an impact in Ulster anyway this year. And Kevin if if God forbid you lost on Wednesday night, that would be three years without a win, having gone four years without a loss. You know, so it it it, it it's really unthinkable.
1: It's unthinkable, yeah. The two years ago they lost by a point to Donegal, last minute goal. That was forgivable. Mm. Um should have won that night. Or sorry, no, that night actually Donegal missed an awful lot if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Cavan almost snatched it and then Donegal did snatch it.
0: That's right, Donegal snatched it in the end. Cavan took the lead and then Park Faulkner went off injured and a high ball came in and, and Donegal snatched the goal in the last But minute, I think but Donegal donegal had, position.
1: donegal had missed chance after yeah. the chance after the chance that night. Um but last year Cavan were poor against and I thought on the night Tyrone were con- better conditioned than them last year on the night but this year Cavan, Cavan have retained the same management team they've had a good run at it now like, so you expect them to be much better tomorrow night so you know, all we can do is wish them the best of luck hopefully they can get off to a flyer and get a little bit of momentum bit of confidence and you never know where that'll take you in another
0: 21 championship yeah, without a doubt, we, d- we definitely do wish them the very best of luck. As I said, the um, the full live commentary will be here on com. so tune in to us from shortly before 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll be joined by uh, the Fermanna PRO. he's going to be joining us on the commentary as well. So it should be an entertaining evening. Um, so that's about all we have time for on this week's McAvoy's Super Value GE uh, podcast My thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for coming in and joining me here in studio and to Matty and to Key and Mackey and to Mickey Hart for their contributions on the show best of luck to Niall Lynch and to all of the Cavan on the 21s hopefully uh, an opening round victory against Fermanagh will set them up for a uh, good a uh, competitive game in a semi-final the following week. I think it runs week in, week out, so it's going to be interesting times. And the the love affair the Cavan has had with the under twenty one championship might just be reignited this week.
5: Looking for somewhere for a post match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town. The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere. And great points. So drop in to Michael and staff today, you won't be
4: disappointed.